are listening to T-Mac and Cookie Monster on the Radiant Culture Podcast. Podcast. Engaging an exciting conversation on life, God, and pop culture. Every week on the Radiant Culture Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to Radiant Culture. I'm Cookie Monster. And today, I'm joined by none other than... Yeah, they know what you're going to say. Who? The general. The general. The man of God. <laughs> yes. Pastor Kent. That's what he likes to call himself. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy is so full of himself, man. I'm telling you. But, but we yeah, love whatever. him. Yeah, whatever. But we love him. We love him. We love him. And today, you know, as you know, we... This... I can't believe you don't like... What? Having me on my own show. Oh, it's my show. Yeah, but I produce it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not that I don't like having you on the show. So why do you have a problem with me? No, I don't. I actually don't. I love having you on the yeah. show. I just Good prefer, I just prefer having T-Mac. You know, but it's okay. Yeah, T-Mac is on holiday. She's gone for Easter. Yeah, that's another thing we need to talk about. Is Easter actually a Christian thing? Go, can we just? Oh, are we just? You know, can we just? Can we? Can we not start? Can we not start? <laughs> can we not start this right now? Okay. Okay. All right. Hey, this guy. Anyway, thank you, Pastor Kent. Today we have two amazing guests with us in the house. All right, we've got Dazzle, stunning, amazing lady, and we have Musaneta. So I'm going to let them introduce themselves quickly, and just let us know a bit. About who they are, where they're coming from, and then we'll get into the show. You guys, we'll start, maybe we'll start with Dazzle. Yeah, uh, so I'm Dazzle. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just having a wonderful mochaccino right now in studio, and there's some biscuits. Just <laughs> if you ever want to be a guest, know that that's, how we that's, roll. that's on point. Yeah, yeah, so I'm. An ordinary person, I think, and I just think very outside of the box, especially the Christian box, and like that's that. all I have to say. Awesome. Hi, everyone. My name is Musanete. I am a performer. I'm based in Pretoria, South Africa. I used to be a pastor until I was fired. Okay. No, I wasn't fired, though. I'm just joking. <laughs> I have a pastoral background, and now I'm full-time in performance. Um, but, you know, I'm still a Christian, obviously. I have a very strong uh, theological background. I'm very into doctrine. I'm quite passionate about that. So, I mean, I think that's actually why I'm, I was even considered to be mm -hmm. here. Yeah. I don't think they'd want me here just to sing. Yeah, yeah, we don't want performers in here. Yeah, you see, you know, especially fired. But I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm That's kidding. Awesome. I'm kidding. That's awesome. Well, as you know, over the last few weeks, we've been concentrating on the whole issue of women because March was Women's Month, and uh, we, we we had a few episodes where we're discussing issues to do with women and leadership. Uh, you should, so you should actually have a listen. Uh, last two shows that we did on women, especially the previous one on women and leadership, I thought it was pretty amazing with Sean and the other guys. That was really cool. Anyway, today we're taking a bit of a different turn <clears throat> and we're going to be talking about something that I believe is really important and, and it's something that I think a lot of Christians think about and definitely a topical issue right now. We're talking about the whole issue of conforming, Right. What does it mean to conform? And our theme scripture for tonight is Romans 12, verse 2, which talks about 
how um, it says, be, be not conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so that, that word conform <clears throat> has been preached about a lot. And there are many different understandings of what it means to conform. But today we want to wanna talk about that, that what does it mean to conform? What does it look like? Uh, what does it not look like? And are we conforming? Are we uh, being transformed? All of that. So we, we really want to get, get into that today. Uh, Pastor, Yeah. What, what do you have to say about this? I think let's start with what does a Christian look like or what are they supposed to look like? And I think if we take it from there, then we have a general idea and then we can then kind of, you know, uh, see and compare, okay, are we conforming as Christians okay. to the patterns of this world? But okay, what's a Christian supposed to look like? When you say Christian, what comes to mind? That's a very, that's a very difficult question to answer, isn't it? Because is there a look to a Christian? I mean, I wonder about stuff like that. Is there an actual look, you know, like... I think people, especially the world, yeah. actually expect a look. For example, when you say Muslim, you have a picture in your, in your mind, the way they dress, the way they talk, the way they behave. Yeah, what, what is a Christian supposed to look like? Is a Christian supposed to look like anything? Is there... Yeah, and, and look, my looks, not just the visuals, just the behavior, the, you know... What do they represent? Are they supposed to be different? Okay, um, <clears throat> I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna take this one. Um, you know what? I, I don't really think that Christians have a like sort of like a physical look. Mm. I think that we as a society have kind of come up with our own perception of what it is <clears throat> to be a Christian, and in my opinion, that kind of takes out the Christ part because it's like we we're taking our own ideologies and then trying to make them the this the we're trying to make those the status quo and then we sort of judge and disqualify or qualify each other based on whether you fit into the general molds that we've created and the way I see it is that the word Christian is about Christ. Christ is the one who does the work. Right. So he takes ordinary people, sometimes people who don't fit into the general mold, and he works through them. The problem when we try to start giving it a, 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 a sort of look uh -huh. is that we're then assigning qualities to it that we expect everyone to follow, mm -hmm. and that is very limiting to, okay. to what Christ can do. Okay. Yeah. So that being said, I'm not trying to say that then if you're a Christian, you can go ahead and dress provocatively and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, it's people sort of expect you then to kind of dress modestly to kind of stay out of the crowd and be very separate from everyone. And, and I don't think like that's really what it's about because uh -huh. you can get people who are completely outside of the expected Christian mold who are, I'm going to say better for lack of a better word, uh -huh. better Christians than the people who dress the right way. They wear their formal clothes to church on Sunday. They greet the pastor the right way. They never miss a single church organized event, that sort of thing. And right. yeah. Musa, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I think I agree with, with a lot of what Dazzle said, is that you can't really attribute some kind of appearance 
but I guess just with what you said, Pastor K, right? Is that can I call Kent. you Pastor K? That's fine. K. Pastor Kent. <laughs> okay, not like Clark Kent, right? Like you don't have like a Superman like phone booth that you change. I think that's where, Actually, I think that's where it, it came, from. came from. Is it? Oh man, I'm more perceptive than I realized. <laughs> <laughs> so so um, just as as Pastor Kent said, um, you know, it's it's very. It's very easy to think that there is a look, you know, mm-hmm. you, you have, I think the look comes, it's something that's developed from the inside first, because okay. that's where Christianity yes. lives. Yes. Um, and, and I, I think it's a really bad thing that we do as Christians and mm-hmm. even as us, um, people like us who are going to discuss this kind of stuff. I think there's something we, we do that's a bit dangerous and that mm-hmm. we start comparing with other religions like Islam, mm-hmm. you know, which has very specific qualities to it that demands people to dress like that, mm-hmm. you know, and Christianity doesn't have any of those things going on in there. And then we also compare with the world, you know, and so, so we say, don't, don't dress like the world dresses. Uh-huh. There is the side of the world that dresses provocatively. Mm-hmm. There is the side of the world of the dresses that dresses modestly. Yeah. There is the side of the world that dresses normally. There's a yeah. side of the world that dresses trendy. Which which side are you talking about? Because you're a Christian yeah. in the world. You know you're gonna you're gonna be in the world. It, yeah. Are we picking which ones we we fit with and which ones we don't? It's it's a very difficult conversation to to nail down to a look because okay. each person is on a journey. And some people are like, I don't care what I show, you know, like Jesus loves me just the way I am. Uh-huh. Right. And then yeah. that's fine. You know, like it's all good. You know, look at the heart, not at my cleavage, you know, like type thing, oh you know, so, 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 so you have people who will think like that. Now yeah. I would go as far as to say the person who thinks like that is not very mature, but they might actually be a Christian. Yeah. Right. And they're on their journey. Okay. And, and so, so. So we need to be very careful when we start to isolate people based on a look. Is there a look to Christianity? Is there a maybe? Maybe you could say there's a feel to Christianity. Okay, right. You know, that's I think that's probably okay. more of a, a more accurate way of looking at it. There's a feel okay. to Christianity. There's a feel to Christians that I think we should have, and something that does set us apart. Even if we're in the same spaces as those uh-huh. that are not cr- Christians, there must be just like a, a thing. You know, we call it the X factor, the je ne yes. sais quoi. That yeah. is like an yeah. element. Like yeah. we, we know what that is. It's called the Holy Spirit. Yes. You know, um, if if that's if that's real in us, I think that's something that should. And we, you know, I don't know if we can tell people to show that. It's mm. not a thing that we decide. But I think that's more a thing that we can look at to say, okay. what does a Christian feel like? What is it? What is it? What is it to be a Christian in this world? What are you sharing in terms of your energy, in terms of your aura, in terms of of the presence that you bring into a situation? I think that would probably be a better way to look at it. So maybe let's discuss that a little bit. When you speak of a feel, Mm -hmm. right? um, What does that actually mean? Because, of course, you know, if we talk about the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is not anything tangible. Yeah. Right. So is this feel an attitude? Is it a a way of um, communicating. What, what, what exactly is it um, that we can really quantify to say there's a feel to to a Christian? What what's that? Yeah, and adding on to that, I like what both of you have said. Uh, Christians being Christ-like. So to me, that already points to a benchmark, to a prototype, to something that we can then use to measure a Christian against. Mm. 
what right. is being Christ-like. And then you brought up something, uh, Musa, that's very also fundamental in that I don't think there's a general look in terms of appearance, but it's more about the feeling. It's an intangible thing. And that then uh, comes across. So where I'm getting at is a lot of people actually do have a um, picture of a Christian, right? I'll give you an example. I was in a conversation on a WhatsApp group where... You know, uh, a good friend of mine who's a pastor is running for political office. And that became a huge thing in that what's a pastor doing running for political office? In their heads, they have a view that a Christian should not be associated with certain things, should not be doing certain things, and it's not right. So to them, a Christian, one actually said, uh, you know, a pastor should be praying for people, caring for people, and not, you know, speaking out against governments and all this stuff. So to them, a Christian is meek kind, you know, soft, gentle, you know, caring. They have this picture of a Christian. So then when they come across Musa, the performer, on stage, and yeah. you say oh. you're a Christian, they're like, no, that's not what a Christian's supposed to be. <laughs> like, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So let's take it from there. How do we reconcile the two? Well, I think on my part, you know, there, there are certain activities that I think Christians should think very hard about how they enter into. I mean, politics obviously is one of the big contentious ones. Um, but but if, if we're going to talk about being a Christian, obviously whatever we do, you know, we say we're doing it as unto the Lord, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, um, whatever it is I'm doing, I'm doing it to the glory of God. So whether that's me singing a song or whether that's someone running for political office, you know, the issue is, is that it's to the glory of God. Of course, the world has a picture of what a Christian should be. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the world's job is to create pictures, right? <laughs> <laughs> like that's what they do. Like they, they keep saying, Oh, you're a Muslim. You should be this. Oh, you're a Christian. You should be that. Yeah. Oh, you're a man. You should be this. Yeah. Oh, you're a woman. You yeah. should be that. Yeah. Right. They, they're very good at defining things. And yeah. I, I think for me personally, I, I find them probably more narrow minded than the people they're accusing of actual narrow mindedness, yeah. you know? So, 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 so they will come up with pictures of everything. The question is, is for the Christian doing that stuff? Uh -huh. Is how are they doing it? Like that's really the issue. The label okay. is not a problem. Mm -hmm. I don't mind the world coming at me and saying, "Well, Musa, you're a performer. You know, I mean, you have to do stuff on stage that you wouldn't do in church." I'm like, "Yeah, because I'm not in church when I'm on stage." <laughs> you know, like yeah. one plus one is two, right? Like I wouldn't, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. It's 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 very important that we need to remember as Christians that. What is the purpose of what I'm doing? Uh -huh. Okay. And even when we go back to that scripture of not being conformed, it's, it's, it's saying that, you know, th that, that chapter starts with therefore, right? It's, it's like, it's saying now, now that I've said a bunch of things yeah. and, you know, uh -huh. you have yeah. to think of chapters one through 11 yeah. uh -huh. and Paul's really just kind of going through the gospel. The beginning of Romans is, is yeah. quite harsh to read, right? It's yeah. a very difficult book yeah. for any human being, let alone a Especially Christian. Especially that first chapter. You know, that first chapter, you know, like... Sure. It's my favorite. I mean, <laughs> uh, Pastor Kent, you really are strong. So, <laughs> super. You know that, you must be super, man. <laughs> so, so it's a very difficult book to read because it's... It's basically saying God hates this stuff and hates sin and he hates this and he hates this. And and when we get to this part of the of the of the book, Paul is now detailing now in light of everything that I've said, yeah. here's how you should live. You know, here is yes. what you should do uh -huh. now that you understand the gospel, yeah. right? 
And and that's what we as Christians need to focus on is what am I supposed to do? And not being conformed means having the gospel change our mind. So so when I perform, yes, I want to do it well. I want to do it great. But the energy I bring to anything I do, I want it to be different from what other people are doing. Okay. Right. I want to I want to have a different kind of personality to what other people are doing. One of the things I know that has always stuck with me, you know, Cookie Monster, you told me you were going to cut me off if I talk for too long. I'm, I'm about I'm, to cut you off. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. Yeah. I'm just checking if you're still awake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things I know is very important this in my not, industry is, stage, is, is, it's fine. I'll make it my stage. <laughs> so <laughs> I will hijack this thing from you, bro. I'll be here next week. <laughs> um, one of the things I've made sure of is... I can't become a diva like other people in my field become. Like, okay. that's something very important because I've noticed almost every time I've performed and every time I've worked with people, no matter what level of, of industry, they always go, Musa, you are very different from everyone else. I enjoy working with you. That's you're true. easy wow. to work okay. with. You're not, you're not weird. You work hard. You focus mm. on the job. You're pleasant to be around. You're joking with everyone. You get along with people. Mm. And now those are qualities that anybody can adopt. Right. But right. I know that in myself, that's me bringing glory to God and that I'm not going to make this uh, the Musa show. Though mm. my name is the one being used out there, yeah. you know, I know that to the glory of God, I'm also going to have the right kind of personality right. among, uh, around being a good performer. Yes, mm. I have to be able to sing, of course. Yeah. I have to be able to act. Great. Mm. But I also have to be a good person. Cool. Right? And, yeah. and that's, that's what I'm bringing to whatever it is I do. That has, that has been the one thing I've, I've, I've been praying. Like, God, I pray I don't lose that. Because yeah. I've heard it so many times in the last three years. It's like... That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like one of the things. Of course, it can be different stuff for different people. But in my life, that's my, my thing. Don't be conformed to this world. Everyone that's doing this mm-hmm. gets arrogant. Yeah. They see the money and they get annoying. Mm-hmm. They get the stage and they become, you know, cocky. I used to be able to do the national anthem in South Africa at Emperor's Palace. I'm a Zimbabwean. Yes. Singing the South that's African amazing, national anthem, wow. right? And I'm like, they would put me up at Emperor's Palace for the night because I don't have a car. Right. Wow. They would give me a room and wow. say, okay, you can stay here so you can be here first thing in the morning for rehearsal. And I said, why don't you, why, why are you giving me a room? I don't deserve that. Like, yeah. they don't yeah. do that for anyone else. They're like, Musa, you're easy to work with. You're pleasant to be around. And we like you. Other people doing your thing, they charge 10 times more. They've got 10 times more attitude. They're very cocky. They want to be given five-star treatment all the time. Not that I don't think I deserve five five star treatment, right? <laughs> okay, so but I'm, I'm not going to demand it. I'm yeah. not going to demand it. So, so yeah. I think it's it, it might it might express itself differently yeah. for different people, but but there should be a difference. There should mm. be. Okay, I like this. I like yeah. this. I like I this really, a lot. I, I really like what you've said, and what I'm getting from you is that sorry, to no, it's okay, you, go for you, it. Um, what I'm really getting from you is that being a Christian is really more about the internal works, and then. Yeah what those then produce so it's about the fruit what they produce yeah. exactly and i think and you shall know them a lot the of christians have it twisted in that uh-huh. we're trying to show or put on a show or put on a facade or put on an act of uh-huh. what a christian is yeah. and we're trying to force it because you're trying to act it out and it's not coming from within mm-hmm. whereas if you work on the internal then and it it's will. the spirit that's driving you then yeah. then it, it comes naturally out. comes it out does. what you're talking Normally, about yeah. it just comes out wow yeah um dazzle anything yeah, um, I just wanted to add to that to say there really is a difference with somebody who's 
I'm I'm going to sound political and say a true Christian uh-huh. because the things that follow you, goodness and mercy, they have a way of following you, but they don't just follow you because you woke up in the morning, Jay. They follow uh-huh. you because there are things about the way that you handle yourself. There are things about the way that you do your things that allow the currency of heaven to flow through you. And so there's always provision for you for certain things. And so it seems like um, there's a thin line between it and favor. Because I think we then also just think we can live anyhow and then favors like the kind of cover up, you know, because Ah. we're God's creation and he loves us. And Uh so he can just cover up with favor. There's actually something that we actively do by Uh being a certain way. Right. And that is like the point I'm trying to make about the currency of Uh heaven. when, When people, the reason why your things work better than other people's things is that you walk past this God or whoever you're speaking to an ordinary person in life Uh and you treat them, you see them and you treat them like a normal person. Right. And you respect them and they love you to bits. Anything that possibly happens to you, those people's prayers are going up for you. Right. Now I'm not trying to say God then picks out that "Ah, this guy has 10 prayers versus this guy with a thousand prayers for his good. That's not what I'm trying to say. But the point I'm trying to make is that when you do good, good comes back to you. And then it leads back to Christ because the reason Christ came is so that we would be able to access the closed, apparently the, well, the closed doors of heaven. Right. Mm -hmm. They're meant to then be open to us, which was kind of the point of his coming. And his gospel (laughs) is is structured around love. Uh The love from the father, the love that we now understand from the father that Mm -hmm. causes us to love our brothers. And that love can't happen if we don't love ourselves. And that's why your walk begins with you. And as Christians, we're spending so much time wanting to see what Pastor Kent is doing. Uh We don't do our internal work. And by the end of the day, we know all the 10 things that should condemn Pastor Kent, but we don't know the 50 things that are holding us back from a true relationship with God. That's amazing. And um, just to to add to that, in fact, I'm going to pose another question, which is this, that we're, we're living in a world that is very... Um, materialistic, very image conscious. There's a lot of that kind of thing happening today, right? And so in as much as you guys have mentioned that as Christians, we should concentrate on on the inner man, right? On the internal, um, on the heart and whatever, whatever. Um, There's also the side that you want to be relevant in the world. You want to you know, you've got a good fashion sense or you you, you, you want to look good. You want to um, also perform at a high level. You know what I'm saying? So you're getting a lot of this pressure also, which is that you, you're in a world that is not exactly uh, God conscious, right? And you're trying to function in that world. You're trying to compete in that world mm-hmm. and trying to find your voice in that world as well. Yeah. So the question for me now is that how do we do that? without losing that internal thing and is it is it possible i, I hope my question is, is is coming across um properly basically it's a very thin line between relevance and conformity how yeah. do we you know what yeah. i i my whole my whole problem with this battle for relevance is is almost as if it's almost as if what Jesus did and the time that Jesus lived and the, Bi- the, the time that the Bible was written in, it's almost as if sins 
didn't exist then or it was like different what what christianity aims to resolve is the relationship between man and god uh-huh. that's an age-old problem yeah the holy spirit is here to redeem people who are lost yeah that's an age-old problem that's as relevant as it gets okay. everybody needs to be restored to christ and to be restored to god you know so 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 i think so i think trying to be relevant actually almost me I, I for me personally it almost looks like you don't really understand what the gospel's about right <laughs> right because if the gospel's about is about hitting people in their hearts okay. you know it's like oh no we need to have our church needs to have all this lighting and it needs to have certain kinds of music mm-hmm. and the pastor has to dress a certain way uh-huh. because then it's attractive to people uh-huh. then people will come and then they hear the gospel and then they'll get saved you know that's the argument yes Right. And is that not conformity? The, you know, I, that's my problem is that I, I have a it, it's very hard to tell you. You can't tell if that person putting up their hand is saying yes to God or yes to really comfortable seats. <laughs> okay. You don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. people who've done studies. They say, no, people respond better when music, when certain kinds of music is played at uh-huh. the end of the service. Yeah. I'm like, you know that you actually have to know what's going on in a person's heart to come to that conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> and who knows what's going on in a person's heart, right? right? It's yeah. very it's, arrogant to yeah. think that I can do something that will make someone more mm. willing to come to God because uh-huh. it's the Holy Spirit's job to draw them in. That's not right. my lights, yes. not my cool suits, yeah. not, my, not my nice car, not how I sing or how I sound. It's actually God's job. And I think when we try and fight for relevancy, we're taking God's job away from him and we will never do it as good as him. Wow. People got saved out in the jungle, right? Like missionaries go out into the worst of places where there are no cool lights, where there are no cool this and comforts. Christians didn't come with, with sweets and say, hey, read this Bible. I'll give you 10 chocolates from America, right? <laughs> <laughs> that never happened. Yeah. And yet people are getting born again in those places. If we think we have to have nice churches or nice things to be relevant, we don't know what we're talking about. Well. Okay. Whoa, 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 whoa. You whoa, go to whoa. a nice church. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow, okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, we, should, we should start recording this. <laughs> Video recording. Because the stances we are seeing in here, man. Chat, can you just delete that? What the hell is this? <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> but anyway, that, that was really good. Not that and, we know and, who Cookie Monster <laughs> is, but hey. Yeah. <laughs> and my follow-up would be that. Okay, fair and fine. Put relevance aside. Let's talk about functionality. You know, Bible says you're in the world but not of it. But because you're in it, that means you have to function in it. Yeah. You, you get what I mean? Yeah. And. In trying to function, you need to be relatable because that's how you can function in the world. And how do we then now kind of balance that with conformity? Because, well, um, <laughs> like, okay, um, I'm, I'm going to come back to the point that it's actually a very thin line, but I always go to who's, who's setting the bar? For what's conformity and what's not, uh-huh. because my Good my 
my thing is we're all walking on the same ground so mm-hmm. a murderer can walk on the ground that you're going to come and walk past yeah. or a murderer could have picked up the apple that you then decided to pick up in the supermarket and buy and the point i'm trying to make is that we can't we cannot separate to the very last detail that we are separate from the mm-hmm. world because worldly people make our clothes worldly people save serve us in the restaurants worldly people are our bosses you know they yeah, right. give us a salary <laughs> at the end of the month but it's not their responsibility to carry the christian mandate it's ours and so while i'm there at the office in my ripped jeans uh-huh. you know i i'm not i i don't think that it counts as conformity to the world for me to wear ripped jeans if what i contribute to the company or to the com- to like the community around me is significant in line with loving my neighbor and being a loving person and bringing people to the realization of christ it stops being about whether my re- jeans are ripped or not right to who is this person that this 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 girl subscribes to who uh-huh. is this person who makes her able to to be peaceful when we're all stressed out we're all stressed out we want to kill the boss they haven't paid us and she's calm she's encouraging she wants to know this person hasn't been at work for two weeks why isn't that person not at work and it's not even because she wants anything from the person genuine care that's above what you'd expect from a normal human being and that's what christianity is about just operating outside of that box you you have this ability to not be so selfish you have this ability to not be so arrogant you have this ability to stay calm and calm other people Uh and bring peace wherever you go that that is what it takes to be a christian this thing of ah and then you're christian and you mustn't wear ripped jeans i'm sorry like I, i can't i wear ripped jeans i'm not going to wear the ones that show everything Right. But I'm going to wear my ripped jeans, which are comfortable with me. Because uh-huh. remember, I have a personality too. Yeah. And God didn't make people so that they can be one Christian. And then like, you know, they're Christian because they're all exactly the same Cookie as cuts. this one person. Some of these traits of your character are exactly what it is that that gives you. Sorry, that takes your anointing to where it's supposed to go. Right. Because if, if it was an issue of us having one person then they wouldn't be a moses they wouldn't be an esther they wouldn't be xy person who has impacted us in different ways and also has a different background Uh and i think the reason they even include those colorful lifestyles of these people is to show us that look we don't want you to reach for something that's unattainable Uh because it's unattainable to assume that any one of us in here is actually operating on the level of non-conformity because to some degree we're conforming and it's it's a personal thing because it depends on your degree of what's acceptable to you and at the end of the day it's about what you and god decide between the two of you Mm -hmm. so i could say there's no watching of tv in my house and you watch TV and maybe you just even Netflix the whole weekend. Uh-huh. I can't compare my Christianity with yours just because you Netflix and I don't. Right. Th- these are the things that we're saying. It becomes tricky because then who is... who is Who's setting the bar? Yeah, who's setting the bar? Yeah. And is the bar fair? Interesting. And <clears throat> does the bar have to be fair though? <laughs> no, I mean, look, I mean, just I'm just thinking like, look, I mean, if, if we're Christians and stuff, right? Like, and there's a standard and... Whatever that standard is, if we're uh-huh. taking it from all, let's 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 assume some of the people talking some. I don't, I'm not saying all. Let's assume they're taking it from the Bible and and stuff. Maybe you can ask 
how are they interpreting it? Right. Um, mm-hmm. And that kind of thing. But it's like, I think there's some stuff that, you know, it's like, well, if you're not supposed to sleep around, just don't sleep around. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, you know, don't sleep around. Like, end of story. The Bible says this and it's cool and it's fair and it's fine. I, you know, what, what I'm going to say to echo what she said is that, yeah, it, unfortunately, some people who are, are preaching nonconformity take it too far because they exclude as Dazzle rightfully said, the element of personality uh-huh. and individual character. Yeah. I mean, I think God wants to use us as we are. Now, obviously, the Holy Spirit will change certain things because we can't assume. Mm-hmm. And, and I think those of us with personalities also need to be careful. We can't assume that our personality is the way God wants it to be uh-huh. because I'm fallen. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I that's, can't assume that and I shouldn't. Yeah. And, and, and I think we go too far as human beings when we say, no, God loves me as I am. It's like, if he loved you as you, as you are, he wouldn't change you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so there are some things he doesn't like and he's going to change, change them. Yeah. So, but, but the people preaching nonconformity sometimes take it too far right and they yeah. and then they start to eliminate things that are like wait i actually like to wear ripped jeans yeah you know and i'm not i'm not going to the level where it's like i'm wearing ripped jeans where it's like you're this chick though like i've seen some ripped jeans where it's like <laughs> it's not even, they're not even ripped deep jeans they're just ripped <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's just tatters right <laughs> it's just tatters i've seen stuff like that you know like that's a that's a level where it's like if you're wearing stuff like that and you and you're fine with it i can ask questions and i think okay. i would i could legitimately ask questions because right. This conformity saying don't be conformed as a result of the gospel, as a result of a mindset. Uh-huh. Would you want to wear stuff like that if you believe the gospel is true? If you yeah, are sitting yeah. there saying God has saved me from eternity in hell, Christ has loved me and has redeemed me and the Holy Spirit is working on me. Is that how you would want to live out this new Christian life? Wow. Is wearing clothes that everyone can see through basically. And you're just saying, no, I'm expressing myself. It's like, but that's the problem is yourself, right? <laughs> so, wow. but, 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 but then let's not take it too far right. where we now say, all your clothes have to be solid, right? You yeah. have to wear things that go below the elbows, below the ankles, and beyond the finger, the fingernails. No matter how long the fingernails are, yeah. you know, we, and we don't can't eat take meat it too. Don't eat meat, like that. you know, holidays and all that fun <laughs> stuff. So, so, so yeah. I, I mean, you just have to be very careful when you start to to say. Christians look like and it goes right back to the first thing. What does a Christian look like? Uh-huh. Who's deciding what we look like? Right. Right? Mm. Because if we go to the Bible, the Bible doesn't go nuts about what color kind of what color clothes we're wearing. Uh-huh. It doesn't go nuts about those kinds of things. It doesn't go nuts about what food we're eating. It doesn't. Yeah. Uh-huh. All it goes nuts about is is where where is this coming from when you're doing it? Right. Okay. You know? Yeah, that's good. And yeah. I think part of the challenge that I see um with with church, right? Yeah. In general, is that we often we often have this thing that here we like to dress up for church, right? People generally, especially in Zim, maybe it's an Africa thing, we like to dress up for church because I've been to church in the U.S. and other places where people will just come to church and like in shorts and whatever, right? But yeah, people will rock will rock their suits and uh, their dresses and stuff, and it's cool. I like that. I like I, I like dressing up, right? Yeah. However, I think part of the challenge that and I've, I've had this this struggle internally for a long time where I'm like. It's, it's very easy for us to make a decision about someone based on the fact that they're wearing a suit. Mm-hmm. And we, we automatically assume that, wow, you know, this dude is really 
serving God or yeah. this this chick is is really um she's a woman of substance yeah she's a woman of god a woman of substance because she's a wow woman she's fully <laughs> a woman of wonder Shut up. woman of wisdom a woman of other double that i can't think of right now because she's wearing you know she's fully clad and everything and you think wow but you don't know what's going on in her heart you don't know what kind of a person she is right and maybe that's maybe part of the problem is that the church is not allowing that thing that you spoke about the expression of individual personality that yeah. your your personality is something that god gave you yeah. right that expresses a certain unique element about him through you and and you know and i speak about this with with, with my friends a lot that we 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 need to 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 debunk this whole notion that a christian has to dress a certain way or whatever so i just wanted to to echo what you guys are saying that maybe church is exactly could be contributing to that is is that a fair assumption to make i think so i think so because because you know we we look up to our pastors and we look up to our leaders and if they establish a certain kind of way of doing things um i i think just as followers it's just simple psychology as followers you're going to automatically assume that that's a standard mm-hmm. and i mean even the thing with suits and stuff why were suits created it was just kind of a way of of differentiating those who are working from those who are not yes. right and so a suit for all of time will always look like someone who's more serious yeah. than someone who's not wearing a suit all right that's that's the whole history of uniforms it's like hey we're all here doing the same thing right so so um we have to be careful that we we don't allow we we don't lose individual expression I when I was a pastor, I mean, I wore a suit every Sunday, nice tie, you know, birthday presents became ties and shirts and <laughs> and everything. You know, you know when you go to those churches, I'm not going to name any, but you know when you go to those churches nice that like that that like there's like no, let's do something for the pastor. Let's get them a present. Yeah, yeah. Like this hot present would be a nice tie and cufflinks. I don't even have a shirt that has those cufflink holes items. You know like but they're going to get me cufflinks anyways, you know, because it's it's reinforcing that idea of this is who you are. You're yeah, you're this yeah, kind of person. Yeah. And I real I thought that was cool. And when I when I stopped doing that, when I left the ministry, I was like, actually I don't like wearing ties. And I'm looking in my wardrobe and I've got a million ties. <laughs> I've got a million ties yeah. that I don't use anymore because yeah. it actually wasn't who I was. I was yeah. playing a game. I was playing along with a with with some kind of image. So it's it's very important that we push people to say, "Hey, look, this god thing isn't always translated to the fabric on your on your body it's yeah. it's really an internal journey and i think it's certain kinds of i have to say it's certain kinds of churches yeah. that do this because i'm aware of whole other groups of churches in, in within africa as well that uh-huh. don't do that <clears throat> yeah. and i think it's just when you're only exposed to one kind of church you think like yeah yeah the church does this it's like no those that group of churches does that because i am aware of churches where they really do allow people to express themselves and those churches can be seen as edgy sometimes they are sometimes they're doing it on purpose which i think is another kind of other opposite end, end of the spectrum we are now forcing it we have to always skinny jeans yeah. not naming anybody you know like <laughs> so we all have to wear skinny jeans and leather jackets and we have to talk a certain way and we all have to have cool haircuts 
you know that's another problem that's forcing things <laughs> yeah. just let people be and if the pastor wants to wear nice pants and wants to wear a suit cool if he wants to wear a shirt without a tie great wants to wear jeans great you know we aren't sitting there going i need to match the pastor and i think pastors also need to tell people hey i may be doing this but you can do something different and it's okay uh-huh. you know they don't they'll never do that yeah. they right. want you to copy them off of those people Anyways, maybe Actually, you that okay, <laughs> just to throw in something there. Aren't we running the risk, though, of when we talk about this whole personality thing, yeah. aren't we running the risk of, of giving people too much license? Hey, that's know, a good point. And freedom. Yeah. And here's w- where I'm getting at. If we're talking about the internal works, right? Mm-hmm. The work that the spirit does internally, isn't it supposed to then sort of reflect in our out, out, outward appearance? In the, you mentioned it uh, yeah, when you were talking extent, about yes, that, yeah, yeah. that, you know, when, when you know the gospel and you have the spirit, there's certain things that you know that hey, these jeans are way too ripped. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Mm. Or this top is showing a bit too much. Or, you know, the way that I'm approaching this. Uh, thing there's a bit of a superstar mentality to this. I need to watch out. Mm-hmm. You know, the spirit is now guiding you that way. Now, when we and and the rest of the world start seeing these things, isn't it our place to then say, "Hey, we kind of see a sense of conformity here," because what you claim to be and what we're seeing are different and you then then cover it up it's my personality i like yeah to, you know yeah yeah i think i think that's a good question to ask and i mean paul paul addresses that when in a bunch of times i man i can't remember if it was in romans i think it's romans but he says you know so are we saying that man should sin more that the gospel may abound right <laughs> yes. and he says no because, yeah. and the thing is is he he brings that up because if you look at what he's saying it will look like you're giving people a lot of license yeah. I think when, when, when you preach Christ and Christ's freedom, it will sound like you're giving people a lot of license. Yeah. You're not actually. And, and I, I think you have to be very careful with stuff like that because if the Holy Spirit is really at work, yeah. again, it will result in certain things. Like, it will. You don't have to tell people, guys, like, mm, yeah, like no, that. we need to, or we don't need to. Paul is saying, listen, God will actually do his work. He will uh-huh. actually do his work. And uh-huh. if the Holy Spirit's really at work, this, if and a person wants to dress a certain way, dress extremely scantily and stuff, and I bring that up because I really don't think a Christian has any business doing that. Right. Yeah. I don't. Well, at least too scant. I mean, there, there, there's degrees, and then, uh, then people can argue how far, how much, and all that jazz. But if someone wants to have their body just flaunted, in their own mind, they're doing that intentionally. You can legitimately ask them, is the Holy Spirit actually doing anything there? Yeah. Are you actually saved? Like, because the Bible does say you shall know them by their fruit. Yeah, right. right? Yeah, and, yeah. and Dazzle mentioned that earlier. You shall know them by their fruit. So, so while it may sound like we're giving license, yeah. it, it may seem like a license. But the, question, but the real issue is a real Christian wouldn't take that license that far. Yeah. You know what? There's so much to talk about. And I really love the discussion here. But we, we have to, to come to a close. Um, Already? Because of man. Yeah, man, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, time flies time when you have it, man. Right. Yeah. So what I want us to do is just maybe have some parting thoughts and then, and then we hit the road. Um, okay, well, wow, this conversation was very enlightening, even for me. Uh, there's some things that, you know, I picked up as well. And um, I think I'm, I'm 
more inspired than ever to just continue on this journey, trusting that God is doing the work that he needs to do in me because something that has hindered me for a very long time is disqualifying myself. I've set this whole standard that has nothing to do with God where I'm persistently disqualified. Uh And this is God who's saying, I know you've made mistakes and I want to take you from point A to point B, but I'm never going to get to point B as long as I live in a mistake mindset. And I will continue to make even bigger mistakes because my (laughs) mind just wants to continue on that path of mistakenness. And that's what I'm going to keep doing. So sometimes you need to get to a point where you realize that you've lived a life that's bad in X, Y ways, mm-hmm. and God is reforming you. But the reformation is done by God. Right. It's not done by Sharon, who's going to say, but Cookie Monster, you're cap though. And I think it says the Bronx or something like that. It's a, tim- and, it's a, timbal- oh, it's a Timberland cap. And okay. that's not my job. The mm-hmm. more internal work that I do, the better my mm-hmm. outward reflections to everyone else. Yeah. And then they, it's not even about me. It becomes about God because everyone wants to know, ah, but that chick though, That's she good. was like hectic, but she's changed. And it's not a change that she just woke up and a switch went off in her mind, but it's a journey. Yeah. And look, this is why I'll continue to just keep sharing on the level that I'm sharing on my blog. I just lay it all out there right. because I'm not trying to hide anything and yeah. I'm not trying to give some fake impression of what it's supposed to be. I'm just being live and direct. That's good. Am I 100% correct? Maybe not all the time, but I believe that I'm going to say something that's going to trigger somebody's um, connection with God that's going to convict somebody. That's good. And it was never my job to convict the person. It was just my job to share. That's good. So what's what's your blog called, by the way, just for our listeners? Out there. It's it? called Thought Inspirational. And Thought. it's on Radiant Culture. It's on Radiant, it's on Radiant Culture. Culture. So you should check it out. Yeah. Thanks, Dazzle. Yeah. Musa. Great. Um, parting thoughts. Do I have like half an hour? No. Okay. <laughs> 27 minutes. I'll just switch off the <laughs> Cookie Monster drives a hard bargain. Um, yeah, when the Bible says, do not be conformed to the ways of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Um, the renewing of your mind in light of the gospel. I think we can't answer these questions or deal with these things fully if we don't deal with the gospel. Mm. Personally, I think one of the biggest failings we have as the church is we don't really teach the gospel very well. We can teach people how to do good interviews at work. We can teach them how to have better friendships and better lives. And all of that is something that anyone in the world would want. But for a Christian, I think there's something unique about being a Christian is this whole relationship with this entity called God, mm. you know, and, and, and that's, that's something that goes beyond just how nice are we or how cool are we or how not cool are we? Um, it really is about the gospel. If, if we're going to deal with this, let's then deal with the gospel properly. Let's understand the gospel and let's trust that God is actually doing the work right. in the hearts of people. And if, and, if, and if people and if God isn't doing any work in that person and they're not saved, you know, then that person will have to deal with God or whoever else after they die. Right. Let's not make it our jobs to always try and, you know, frame people a certain way. Let's not try and make Christianity look just like this or just like that. If God's not at work in a person and that person's like a fake Christian, it'll be discovered after, you know, after their lives end. Um, But let's not be the judge. Let's just 
let's just let God do his work and let's trust God to do his work. And let's be let's be good friends to each other. Let's call each other out when we see there's issues. Let's ask each other questions when we don't know what's going on. And let's pray for each other, yeah. you know, that we yeah. continue to grow in this walk because a hard and narrow is the walk that leads to life, right? So yeah. this is not an easy walk. These questions we can go back and forth on, you know, I would literally just drop, you know, like this other thing and say, well, we're all very like-minded, you know, like, have we actually heard the, the argument? Like someone else coming from outside would be like, ah, but those people would obviously say that, you know, <laughs> yeah. let's pray because we're all on different journeys. Right. Yeah. And let's, <laughs> let's, let's allow God to do his work in our lives so that we end up wherever he chooses for us to end up. Wow. That's where I'll leave my That's good, man. Thank you. So what I'm getting from all this is that, um, it's all about trusting the Holy Spirit, and that's the fundamental thing. And looking at that scripture, do not be conformed. I think a lot of us have focused too much on the do not be conformed, and now you're trying to wonder, wonder and trying to work out, okay, what am I not supposed to do? But I think the more important part is the second part, which is, but be transformed yeah. by the renewing of your mind. I know in Colossians, Paul also talks about set your mind on things above and not yeah. things of on the earth it's yeah. about the mindset shift yeah. and just connecting to the holy spirit not trying to look at okay what am i not supposed to do what am i supposed to do but okay holy spirit am i connected to the holy spirit and he's is he doing work in me and that work transforming me and that then shows fruit that's good um, yeah i like that that's really good and <clears throat> uh i think what, what i what i would say is that uh really echo what what you guys have have already said and um, a few weeks ago, I started to re-read re um, C.S. Lewis' Mere Christianity. You know, that's probably one of, one of my best books ever. And the reason why for me was I, I, I wanted to go back to just understanding the basics again. Because, you know, he, he touches on some really fundamental mm -hmm. um, points about Christianity and, and what it's all about. And I think it's very easy to forget that. Uh, when we get caught up in doing church and in doing life, we start thinking about all the external things and how we're supposed to yeah. look and how yeah. to behave as part of a Christian community and forget that the reason why we're Christians in the first place is because of what God has done. And it's God who's doing the work. So, so let's not lose the touch that God is... Okay, that, that just sounds weird. Let's, let's not lose... The, 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 the connection with God, if I can yeah. call it that, yeah. because we, we're wanting to, to look good or to fit into a certain group or to fit into a certain category. And maybe we need to debunk some of these notions we've had for a very long time about what a Christian is supposed to look like and who a Christian is supposed to be and really think that is that because of God or is that just some idea that we borrowed from somewhere? Mm -hmm. So just to examine our hearts and, and let God do the work. That's what I would say. So cool. with that. I think, stuff. Mm. I think we're good, right? <laughs> yeah. We're right. good, man. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks to our guests. You guys rock. We need to have you Thanks. back, man. Yeah. You guys are doing back. I would love that. All right. Just, Pastor Kent. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. Always good having you. Thank you very or, much. Or sometimes. It's the nicest thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. We're out. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Radiant Culture Podcast. If you want to make a contribution, make a suggestion, or have a request, you can get in touch with us via email on radiantatthehub.co.zw or inbox us on Facebook and Twitter. Look out for the next episode and remember to share this one with everybody you know. God bless.
It's hot. It's fresh. It's uncut. Hashtag Real Talk on the Radiant Culture Podcast.